Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. You're new to C3. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. Who loves Christmas time? Yeah. Only a few of us. I love Christmas time. Christmas time is the best time of year. Yeah. Come on, Carl. Carl loves Christmas. Carl's been with us since day one of C3. Yeah. He's 94 years old. 93, 94. Ninety-five. He's gaining. He goes like dog years. He's just going faster and faster. But it's nice to have you here as well, Gemma. So good to see you. Who enjoyed the carols and the kids and the dancing and the videos? I got a little worried when Jesus got dropped in the manger. So I might have to go and see a chiropractor, but it's just fine. And Lucy, the concert professional, she kept dancing regardless. She had a little cling on, but she was fine. And then Indy putting a leg behind, beside her head. I was going to try it, but I thought I might have to call an ambulance. I've got titanium hips, and they're not doing that kind of thing. They're flexible, but not that flexible. Hey, it's good to be in church. It's so good to see. It's great to have Pete and Ainsley back. Who loves Peter and Ainsley Walsh? We love you guys. We've missed you. I wondered if they had backslidden, but no, they're here, we're fine, all is good, not you, Macy, just Peter. I love Christmas style, it's awesome. And I'm not sure if you noticed the sign as you were on your way up. Did anybody notice the sign in the stairwell as you made your way up, Wally? No, no, the, the one outside, but the, the one other side. No, I, mean, I mean the sign in the stairwell. Did anybody notice the sign in the stairwell? There's a sign in the stairwell that says, Jesus, the hope for humanity. Jesus, the hope for humanity. And Christmas is awesome, but it's not just about the holidays and the presents and the fun. Christmas is a time where we get to remember Jesus. And you know what? Life's big, and and this year's been big. Last year was big. This year's been big also, and it's so easy to get caught up in everything we're doing in life and the pace of life and the fullness of life and and forget Jesus. And as cliched as it is, it's it's great at this time. It should be all, all year that, that we remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is why we're here. Jesus is why we celebrate. Jesus is why we have life and hope and and faith for the future. And as, as that song was saying, I love it so much, Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, was born at Christmas time. He was born into the earth. And he was born into the earth to be received into our hearts. And so that's my hope here tonight, that, that, that we would receive afresh Jesus into our hearts. That we would remember him, would celebrate him, would glorify him, praising his name. Grateful for the fact that we have life, we have health, we have a future and a hope, and it comes in the form of the man Jesus Christ. And, and what I love is that Christmas is not only a time of celebration, and who loves to celebrate the festivities, the lights, the fun, the food, the food comas, the, the laying by the pool, the cool breezes, it, it, it's, it's awesome. But Christmas is also a time of invitation. So it's a time where we celebrate, but it's a time where we are invited, every single one of us, to join the family of God. The invitation God made was the invitation of sending his son, Jesus Christ, into the earth. And he he did it to make a way because he desperately 
didn't want to be separated from him. He didn't want to be separated from his children, his family, and, and, he, and he said, I want you to be a part of my family. And before I keep going on any further, I just want to let you know, for any parents that may want to utilise it, there is a room on the side if you feel you need to or want to do, do that. But in Matthew 1, 23, it says this. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. I love that. God with us. God is always with us. He's always with you. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's ever present. And I love that. As I walk through life, the, the uncertainty of life, the challenging times of life, the twists and turns of life, God is always with me. And I want to remind you this Christmas, God is with you. God is not only for you, but God is with you. And the amazing thing is, as you read your Bible, that there was almost no room made for Jesus. And, and I want to center us again on the fact that Jesus is the reason for the season and it's important that we make room for him in our lives. It's, it's important that we prioritize Jesus, time spent with Jesus, attention and focus set on Jesus, especially at this time of Christmas. And, you know, Jesus, the, the coming Messiah, the Savior of the world, he wasn't born in a private hospital suite. He wasn't even born uh, in a nice hotel with clean sheets. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, was there wasn't any room for him in the inns. And he was born in a dirty, dusty Bethlehem stable. There was no fanfare or pageantry. There was no sounding of trumpets. There was no, you know, lights, camera, action. Here he comes, the Savior of the world. It was... He was born in the humblest of circumstances. In the dirt, there was, there was just the bleating of animals and the, the touch of his mother and father. And I just think that's amazing because that's God with us. He came humbly to serve humanity, to give himself. Jesus, it's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. He's part of the, the Trinity, the Godhead. And God sent his, his Son, that's what the Bible tells us, His one and only Son, into the earth for you and I. And that's why we get to celebrate this Christmas. That's why we get to enjoy the goodness of God. And Christmas represents God's presence. Not just presents. Who loves getting presents? Who loves giving presents? I love giving, I love getting. But, but this is about God's presence. So it's important to be remit, to be grateful in this season. And, and today I just, I just want to briefly look at three lines from a classic Christmas carol and share them over the next few minutes as we remember God's goodness and extravagant love towards each of us here today. If you hear nothing else, hear this. You're loved. You're welcomed. You're accepted. You're approved of. God is for you and He's with you. Amen? Okay, so have, let's have a look at this. It says... Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. So I just want to look at these few lines uh, as, as we come around the word today. Glory to the newborn king. But hark, the herald angels sing. There's, there's angels sing at the birth of Christ, at, at the remembrance of Christ. At, 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 you know, there's angels singing. Hark, the herald angels sing. We should always be singing about the goodness of our God. 
We should always have a song in our heart. We should always be cheerful and, and just singing joyously. Our God is so good. I want to tell you today, your God is so good. Your God is so good and He's with you and He's for you. It says, Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn King. And as I was saying, Jesus was born the son of Mary and Joseph in a stable in Bethlehem. He was a normal child, grew as a man, walked the earth. And there's no argument with this. There's, there's enough historical evidence and scientific proof to validate this. And neither historians nor religious figures dispute it. But what has been disputed throughout history is who was Jesus? We know he was born, but the question remains in many people's hearts and minds, who was Jesus? Was, was he just a man? Was he a madman? Was he a, a fraudster? Was he the saviour, a prophet, a good man? Who was Jesus? You might be asking yourself that question, who, who was Jesus? Maybe he was just a good man. Maybe he was just a good storyteller. I want to tell you here tonight, Jesus Christ is Lord and Saviour. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. The Bible says he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's nothing before him, nothing to come after him. And he loves you. It says in Matthew 1, 18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus as Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you ought to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's how the birth of Christ happened. The amazing thing is 700 years prior to this event happening, 700 years prior to Christ entering our reality, 700 years prior to time being split in two. See, because when Jesus entered into the time split in two, we have BC and we have AD. There was before Christ and everything after Christ. Before that happened, a prophet declared exactly what would happen. 700 years prior to Jesus ever being born. I think that's unbelievable. In, in Isaiah 6, uh, uh, 9, 6 to 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I, I just think this is unbelievable that, that God wanted to, the world to know a Savior is coming, a Savior, someone that will save his people from their sin. Sin is the very thing that separates us from God, and the only thing God wants is relationship with us. Because He wants relationship with us so deeply and desperately, He sent His Son, and He heralded it 700 years before it ever took place. Who's glad for God? Who's glad that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ? I'm eternally grateful. And, you know, this Christmas, we need to know that God sent His Son, Jesus, into the world for one reason. And one purpose. 
and it was to create an opportunity for you and I to enter into a relationship with Him. And whether you've done this before, you've never done this, it's a daily opportunity. The Bible says that the grace and the mercy of of the Lord is new every morning. That every single day that we walk this planet, we have the opportunity to give our lives to Christ or to Christ again. And I, I just love that. And at Christmas time, I think about that. I think about the fact that I separate myself from Christ, but God still invites me to come back to Him, to walk with Him. Uh, you know, when Jesus was born, we all know the story of the three wise men. Well, these three wise men traveled long distances to get to a king, to get to a supernatural king, an eternal king. They saw the stars. They, they had signs given to them by God. They recognized the Savior of the world has been born. We need to get to Jesus. We need to get to wherever this stable is. I'm going to follow this sign. I'm going to follow this star because I need to get to Jesus. He is the Savior of the world, and I want him in my life. I just think that's amazing. That wise men supernaturally followed a star to get to Jesus. And I, I ask myself the question often, how desperate are you, Christian, to get to Jesus? What would you do to get to Jesus? Would you follow a sign? Would you follow a star? What would you do to get to Jesus? And I go, you know what? I, I need to check myself regularly and say, you need to be more desperate. You need to be more convinced. You need to be more passionate. I, I, want, I want Jesus more and more every day. Matthew 6, 9 says... Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The reason Jesus came was to bring heaven to earth. I love the fact that we can come into the house of God, we can come into the presence of God and we can encounter heaven. You can encounter heaven in the presence of God. You can encounter the supernatural in the the presence of God. And, and, And when he came to earth, bringing heaven to earth, he grew as a boy, becoming a man, but when he started to teach, he didn't teach like other religious scholars or, or the Pharisees or, or religious leaders. He taught with authority, and he, and he taught us how we... He set example for our lives. And Jesus taught things like we should love our neighbour. We should help others. We should forgive over and over and over and over again. My wife's very long-suffering. She goes, yes, I know that. We've got, we've got to forgive each other again. And, Again, I have to forgive her less, but she has to... Come on, it's Christmas time. Let's have some fun. He taught us not to judge others, to turn the other cheek, to love your enemy, to love God with all your heart, to let your life's actions be an example for others to follow. This is what Jesus taught. And this was revolutionary teaching because it wasn't religious teaching. This was practical, life-applicable teaching. Love your neighbor. Do good to those that hurt you. Forgive those that hurt you. Be a blessing, be generous, be big-hearted, then you'll look like me. We can look like Jesus in the earth. I think that's magnificent. That we can, we, can, we can look like Jesus in the earth today. But the question I guess we have to ask ourselves is, how does that kingdom come into our lives and how can I get heaven into my life? How do I get, if, if, if Jesus came to bring heaven to earth, how do I get heaven into me? What, what do I have to do to get heaven into me? And the answer is we must be born again. Every single one of us must be born again. And Jesus Christ was born, but he was born to die and rise again so that we could truly live. He, he was born to die to, to 
smash the works of the enemy, to, to descend to the depths of hell, to conquer death and sin, to rise victorious with, with health and life and healing in his wings so that we could truly live. Jesus says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. If you're feeling hopeless here tonight, that's not God's plan for your life. God's plan is that you would be filled with hope and joy and peace, that anxieties would lift, that weights would lift, that concerns, anything that is, is holding you bound would be broken from your life. And that's, that's the goodness of God. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because Christmas ultimately represents the birth of Jesus Christ. And you know, we've all experienced physical birth. Mums more so than others, but we've all experienced it. Anybody wasn't born, they just... We've all experienced birth. I've watched, I've watched Melissa give, give birth three times, and it's, it's miraculous. Freaky, but miraculous. We were done after th the three, you know, ten pounds, and that was it, because we were going to have a little Samoan next, and it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen, so we were done with three. But that's natural birth, and it is a miracle. But the Bible says to experience and enjoy eternal life, we must be born again spiritually. We've all been born physically, but we must be born again spiritually. And in, in the carol, the second verse says, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life are in His, to all He brings, rising with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, born that man, shall no, man no more shall die, born to raise the sons of all earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Jesus was born so you could be born again. Jesus entered humanity so that you could enter eternity. So that we could go for eternity to be with Christ. To be with God our Lord and Savior. The love of God can be demonstrated no more powerfully than sending His one and only Son. If you want to know the value that you hold in life, if you think, you know, I'm not worth anything, nobody cares for me, nobody's worried about me, nobody's... You, your worth is so great that God bankrupted heaven for you. And we're told that even if it was for one, He would have done it. So I want to encourage us this Christmas season, know your worth. Know your value. Know how loved you are. Know how desired you are. God sent His one and only Son for you. And I, I love that. And you know what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, God's nature begins to seep into every part of your life and the Holy Spirit transforms you. And I've seen people enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ and be radically transformed. They, they, they used to be angry, but now they're peaceful. They used to be sad, but now they're joyful. They used to be full of despair, but now there's hope in their eyes. They, they were tight and, and miserly, but now they're generous and big-hearted. They used to be hating, but now they love. I want to encourage you, Jesus Christ is what we need to become what we were created for. And I want to encourage you this Christmas season just to ask Christ into your life, maybe for the first time, maybe afresh, and say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to, I want to be peaceful. I want to be joyful. I want to be giving. I want to be generous. I want to be thankful. I want to be big-hearted. I, I want to change. I want to transform. And the awesome thing is every single one of us can be transformed to a better version of ourselves. And that's all God, what God wants to do. Just taking one step each day to, to step towards Him, to look at Him so we start to look like Him. Amen. It doesn't mean we're perfect. 
We're all still works in progress. Doesn't mean we'll never have problems. We'll face storms. We'll have things come against us. But the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I, I want to encourage us. There's, there's nothing that can prosper against you. When Christ is for you, the Bible says, who can be against you? There, there, there's not a demon in hell. There's, there's not angels. There's not demons. There's nothing that can stop God's love permeating and penetrating your life and your circumstances. Amen? The difference is that we've got God on the inside and He's the source of everything that we need. When we ask Christ into our life, when we welcome the Holy Spirit, we have every single thing that we need. The Holy Spirit is your X factor in life. You know, it says in Corinthians, it says, Thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is always found in Jesus. The answer is always found in Jesus. The breakthrough is always found in Jesus. The joy is always found in Jesus. The anxiety-free living, it's always found in Jesus. And Jesus is the reason for the season. And I just want to keep reminding myself of that. I want to just keep stirring gratitude about that. I just want to keep going, you know what, it's not about me. It's not about my life. It's not about my circumstances. It's not about my wins. It's not about my losses. It's about Jesus. And it's all good. Amen. Third thing is this. It says, God and sinners reconcile. God and sinners reconcile. How do you do that? How, how do we have a second birth? How do we get reconciled with God? You know, the thing is this. We need to turn away from our old ways of living and we need to turn to God. And that's as hard as it is. Just saying, I turn to you, God. I acknowledge you. I accept you. I'm grateful for you. The Bible says if, if you believe in your heart that God is real and you confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. That's how we become born again. That's how we become reconciled with God. And, and, and breaking this all down, God is holy and we need to be holy. We need to be clean. I remember uh, many years ago, uh, my then boss asked me, he rang me, it was a few days after Christmas. He said, Christian, I'm out on a boat for a week or so. I forgot that I left a whole lot of bags of rubbish from our Christmas celebration in, in our garage. Uh, could you go and just take them to the tip for me? I'm like, great, I'm on holidays, this is awesome. I've got a month off, I'll go and do it. So I rang my brother-in-law and I said, mate, just come for a quick tip trip with me. Uh, we just gotta grab a few bags of rubbish. Can I take your ute and we'll just, we'll just drop it off at the tip? Said, yeah, yeah, no worries, whatever. We're, we're going for a surf and then we're gonna do it a quick tip run. So we grabbed the ute. We're heading up, and as we approached the garage, a uninviting uh, stench was emanating from it. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I'm like, wow, I'm, that's not normal. This is a beautiful house in a beautiful area with beautiful views looking up the pit water waterways. This is not usual. I, I used to go there daily. I'd drive around, we did stuff. As I got there, closer and closer and closer to this garage on a 40 hot, 40 degree hot sunny day, a smell hit you in the face that said, danger, danger, don't come any closer, beware, enter at your own peril. And I said to him, what do we do? He said, what do you want to do? I said, well, if I, what I want to do is go, but we have to do a quick tip front. As well, open the door. And as we opened the garage door, slowly, slowly, the smell got stronger and stronger 
and stronger. What was in those few bags of rubbish, which was going to be a quick dip run, was prawn heads and leftover ham and leftover turkey and every other thing. So as I got closer, there was maggots on the entire garage floor. Juices that I, I don't know what they were. There was maggots up the walls. There was maggots on the windows. There was maggots on the stairs making their way down into this beautiful house that had beautiful views. Do you think I could see any beautiful view? I was looking through a, a haze of maggot juice evaporating. And we closed the door again. And we went to the hardware store and bought hazmat suits and breathing apparatus and shovels and went back and did a four hour quick tip run. We cleaned it and we cleaned it and we cleaned it and we cleaned it and we sprayed it and we hosed it and we lit candles and we waved incense and we did every other thing. And it was clean, but it still smelled. The smell lingered. And I think it's the same at times with the human soul. We start off clean, and life happens. Things get spilled, things get left, things heat up, things fester, things morph from what they were to what they now are. It's hard to get rid of the lingering smell. I don't know, I felt like that at times. But God in his graciousness says, I can make you clean. I can get rid of the smell. You see, with this house, we love the beautiful views, but we hate the smell. God loves people, but he hates the sin. And he hates the sin because it separates us from him. The one thing God hates is that sin hurts people. It separates people from their Creator, from their eternal Heavenly Father, from the one that wants to wash them whiter than snow. But I want to encourage us this Christmas season that we can all be washed clean. We can all be made whole. We can all enter back into relationship with a good and loving Saviour. It is possible to become whole and acceptable to God, but we can't do it in our own strength. We can't work our way into relationship with Christ. We can't work our way into heaven. The only thing we can do is accept the free gift graced upon our lives by our good and loving Saviour. I said it before, but God sends one and only Son. And He just asks you this question, will you believe? Will you ask Him into your life? Will you accept Him? Will you receive Him? This is my gift to you. In a week's time, we're going to be giving and receiving gifts. We're going to be opening and unwrapping, and sometimes, oh, thank you. Other times, yes, this is what I wanted. Mostly, yes, this is what I wanted. But I've got to tell you this, 28 years ago, I unwrapped the gift of Christ. And every day since, it's been, yes, this is amazing. This is what I needed. This is what I wanted. And I just want to give us all an opportunity here today to say, Jesus, come into my life. Help me. Fill me. Do for me what you, you promised. I accept it. I receive it. I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking, you know, Christmas is just a time of new beginnings.
fresh starts, new life, and acceptance into the family of God. That's what Christmas is. We get, we get the public holidays, we get the, the celebrations, we get the time off and the time down and the time to relax, but that's what Christmas is. Acceptance into the family of God. There's so many people that walk through life feeling rejected. Rejected by people, rejected by circumstance, rejected by themselves. But Jesus says you don't have to feel rejected. You don't have to feel lonely. You don't have to feel despised or any other thing. I'm calling you into the family. I'm welcoming you into the family. And Christmas is just God saying to each of us, I love you. Welcome to the family. So I would love to, just before we conclude today, just say a simple prayer with everybody here that makes Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. And I'm, I don't want to coerce you. If you don't want to do this, please don't do this. But I would love us all just to pray this prayer. So can we just close our eyes all across the hall, if that's okay? And honestly, Christmas should be fun. Let's let's laugh. Let's have fun. Let's be lighthearted. Let's enjoy the life that we have. Don't get so serious. Don't be too serious. Life is good. Let it be good. Will you make some room for Jesus in your life today? Can we just say this prayer together? Can we just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for being born into the earth dying in my place, rising victorious, and accepting me as your child. I accept salvation today, and I'm grateful for the work of the cross and the life that you live. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me afresh. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. God bless you, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.